I ask that my guides and the guides of those listening join us now as I set the intention for this podcast. I set the intention that this will be for the greatest good of all and that these messages reach the appropriate people. May this be a space of encouragement, of discovery, and may it help us find balance so our true selves can be present. My name is Brenna Mosley, and I will be guiding you through my process and why I unmask the universe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Episode 7 of Unmasking the Universe. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Um, for those of you who have been actively listening, I apologize for being gone for the, like the last uh, three weeks, maybe even a month. There has been quite a few things going on on my end, um, one of which has been a head cold. Uh, I have been tested for COVID twice, tested negative both times. It's just been a very persistent, honestly, it might be allergies. I honestly don't know how to feel or know exactly what's going on. Um, but today has finally been a great day to record. I actually did go ahead and record this previously, but the app that I'm using, Adobe Audition, has been a pain in my butt. Um, and I am just now having to redo this again for like the fourth or fifth time. So I might be looking for another app. I'm not sure. I have updated my computer, done everything I should, and it was still being a pain in the tuchus. So anyways, grateful to be here. Grateful that you all are listening in. Um, as you all can tell the by the title of this episode, we are going to be talking about imposter syndrome. That's one of the reasons why I have also been MIA. I have been dealing with my own imposter syndrome. And so thank you to my friends and family who have been very patient with me as I have been going through this process. And so, yeah, let's go ahead and get and dive into it. Um, this week is also going to be different. I'm experimenting um, with uh, a couple of different things. And apparently I need to go ahead and mention that this episode will be fairly edited. I am not trying to edit on purpose. This is not the goal for me. Um, but like I was saying, Adobe has been kind of a pain in my butt. And, you know, within the first two minutes, it went ahead and just stopped recording. Um, for those of you who are familiar with the software, what happens is, you know, you press record and there's like this little bar that is going over time. And, um, the, all of a sudden the recording is just stopping. Like the, the time is still going as if it is recording, but then it just stops. And I don't necessarily know right away. So I do apologize if it sounds a little bit more choppy. I honestly don't know what's happening. I haven't done anything differently. Um, so yeah, I apologize if this format sounds a little bit different. I am working with what I have at the moment. Um, but let's go ahead. Did it stop again? Okay, no. <laughs> this is the thing is like I can't really I can't really tell. It kind of like glitches out. Um, but let's go ahead and get started talking about imposter syndrome. So imposter syndrome is actually fairly new to me, and I uh, do not in any way consider myself an expert on this subject. 
Um, but I feel like it's just something that we need to talk about and normalize. And so that's why we're talking about it this episode, especially because I've been going through it. So um, for those of you who are not super familiar with the differences between, you know, like syndrome or disease or, you know, those the differences and all of those, um, a syndrome is something that is recurring. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean like a syndrome isn't necessarily something that you can just, you know, have a cure for. You can't just like take a pill and it'll go away. It'll disappear. Um, so it's something that is regularly recur- regularly recurring in your life. And uh, apparently through my research and understanding of imposter syndrome, um, I think something like 70% of the population experiences it. And that is kind of mind blowing to me. 70% is a great majority of people. And the more I've been learning about it, the more I'm not even sure that I agree with 70%. Um, and you, you might understand what I mean when we get into it. Um, but this episode I mentioned a second ago, I got a little bit uh, frazzled when the things <laughs> stopped recording. Um, but this episode is going to be a little bit different structure wise. Um, I am not having as many notes with me. I was noticing that I was resistant to recording podcast episodes because I think there were too many steps for me to produce the episode. I was having to do a lot of research, spend a lot of time um, writing down this outline. And, and it was, yes, it was an outline, but it was fairly detailed. There was a lot of information on them. You know, I think some of my outlines were like 30 pages long, um, which is like basically an essay. <laughs> um, and like they were spaced and stuff. But, you know, I, I'm trying to change up the structure so that I feel better about it so that I can post more consistently. And, you know, I, I even mentioned on my first few episodes that I wanted this to be more of like a, me speaking to a friend, you know, I wanted me to be sitting on a beanbag chair, kind of hanging out. And yet my structure was still too much. I think I was too structured and too, had too much, um, perfectionism going on. So, bear with me as I'm figuring out this flow. I'm trying to find the the balance between preparation, over preparation and under preparation. And so, um, this episode, I have very few notes. I'm going off of memory. It's actually been almost a week since I have filmed the episode. Um, and I think I mentioned this, I've already had to start twice because of this app crashing. Um, but because of the app crashing, I'm not exactly sure what I have mentioned and haven't mentioned. So it's going to be a little bit crazy, but you know what? I'm very proud of myself for just showing up and doing it anyway. And I actually went to the um, Orlando Science Center yesterday. We will get into imposter syndrome, but we'll get there. I wanted to tell the story real fast. And I met this gentleman who was um, right outside the dino dig area. So for those of you who haven't been to the Orlando Science Center, it's actually a a pretty cool spot to check out. I've been going since I was a kid and they have basically almost an entire floor, uh, dedicated to dinosaurs. And this gentleman was outside and he had a table set up with a whole bunch of toy dinosaurs. And the little man we had with us is obsessed. He actually had dinosaurs in every single piece of clothing (laughs) on him. So we of course had to stop at his table and he, um, was a podcaster and had a podcast for about three years. And it was really cool meeting someone, a fellow podcaster in real life because, you know, he was just a regular human being, you know, he wasn't this amazingly untouchable person. And I was very grateful to, um, speak with him and I highly recommend 
uh, his podcast. I haven't listened to him, but just the podcast specifically, but listening and speaking to him, talk to him for like maybe 20 minutes or so. Um, the podcast is called Dinosaurs Will Always Be Awesome. And I, according to him, he apparently just spoke with Conan O'Brien. So he's doing really well. But um, it was great for me to be able to meet someone in real life who is a podcaster and just being a human being and living his life and just talking about things that he loves. And so, you know, I'm trying to find the balance here between preparing and having notes and just sharing and coming from the heart. And um, so I'm trying to be as authentic with you as I can be. I really genuinely feel as though I'm being more authentic. I feel like I'm coming from more of an authentic space. And so I'm just so grateful for you all to be here. And I'm grateful for myself for showing up and doing the thing. Um, so let's go ahead and get back into imposter syndrome here. So as I said, a good majority of the population, you know, uh, experiences this. And a syndrome doesn't necessarily mean that you experience it every single moment of every single day. It just means it's recurring. And so, as I said, I'm not a perfectionist. Um, I'm so, I mean, I am a perfectionist. I am not an expert on uh, this subject. So please refer to other information as you feel necessary. I have found quite a few TED Talks on the subject that have been wonderful. Um, I will go ahead and link that in the description down below. Um, for you to find and listen to if you like. There was also another podcast that I have listened to on imposter syndrome, which was super helpful for me. And it is um, Three Pagans and a Cat. And um, speaking of pagans, I wanted to go ahead and discuss my spirituality for a second here. Um, this podcast is actually, hang on, so reference, um, TED Talk material. Uh, I don't want to forget this information. Um, so this podcast's name is Unmasking the Universe. Obviously, the universe, it can be very scientific, right? You know, like there's a solar system, the earth, gravity, space, all of that. Like the universe has a very scientific connotation. But for those of you who don't necessarily resonate with a specific doctrine, whether it's, you know, Christian or what have you, um, some people use universe as a broad general description of all things that exist or a potential higher power. So, you know, new age and the occult uh, stuff is becoming very popular nowadays. You know, you can even buy crystals and target, which is kind of crazy to me. Um, but um, the universe can be a very common association with the occult or external influences esoteric material. And so I didn't, I was very hesitant to speak about my spirituality and my faith, I guess, because I didn't want to be pigeonholed either by myself or by my, by my listeners to only speaking about spirit, because I do think everything is connected and I do have my spirituality. It's very involved in my life. It's something that I practice daily, but it's not the only thing that matters. And I don't necessarily think that that's the place to start at least um, because especially if you've heard of the Maslow's hierarchy of needs you know you're the first thing that you got to worry about is your food and your shelter and 
um, your space and your direct area, right? Your safety, your environment. And then you can start thinking about, you know, your mind and, you know, exploring different thoughts. And then you can get to spirituality. Um, science, I think, now has determined that that's maybe not the best way to categorize things. But still, I don't think you can necessarily have a spiritual conversation if you're not regularly drinking water every single day and taking care of your body and stretching and doing what you need to do. So I was very hesitant to speak about the spiritual and the occult and the metaphysical and my faith because of that. You know, I didn't want to be pigeonholed by myself or by others. Um, but I wanted to go ahead and address and acknowledge that I do very much believe in, you know, the metaphysical. And I, this isn't really a surprise for you all. You know, I set an intention and I've talked about tarot and, and such, but I find myself wanting to talk about it more. Um, I not that long ago, uh, just completed a course on Wicca. It was a 20 week course with a final exam. And, um, you know, I was very grateful to have that experience because my family's doctrine was, uh, Christian based. So, and because of my family and their beliefs, I didn't really have the opportunity to, or at least I didn't feel like I had the opportunity at all to explore any other religion. I haven't formally studied with any religion other than now Wicca and Christianity. So it was very amazing for me to finally have that resource and to learn about it. And I've learned so much from it, learned so much about myself. And so I want to share that with you. But I wanted to go ahead and address that I don't want to pigeonhole this podcast to that because I, I do think and believe and know that everything is connected. So that was a very long tangent <laughs> that is going to bring me back to the imposter syndrome. So, you know, the Three Pagans and a Cat podcast is a phenomenal podcast that goes over the imposter syndrome. And I do think that they get their information from um, a doctor who has written uh, a book on it. And so I will also reference that book down below. But the reason why I wanted to mention the Three Pagans and a Cat imposter syndrome episode is because, it, first of all, they did a phenomenal job and a lot of what I'm going to talk about is going to be coming from them and I think that book, but they definitely have a more spiritual spin to it. They're talking about, you know, how spirituality and you can experience imposter syndrome with that. So if that's something that you're interested in resonate with, please go give it a listen. Um, I really do enjoy their content. Um, but this episode, we're going to be talking about it in a more broad sense, including spirituality and not including spirituality. So imposter syndrome, what is it? You know, I mean, it does sound to me from listening to the two words that are included, it does kind of make sense. An imposter is someone um, who either pretends to be someone they're not or, and in this case, you feel as though you are someone that you're not or you're posing as someone that you're not. You feel inadequate. You feel as though you're not enough. And apparently there are um, five types or styles of imposter syndrome and how it presents. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I resonate with pretty much every single one of them. Um, and just to clarify before we get into that, you don't have to resonate with all of them. You don't have to resonate, you know, with more than one. You only have to resonate with one in order for you technically to experience imposter syndrome. So we're going to go ahead and go through the five types. Um, because like I said, I, you know, I am fairly, I consider myself fairly intelligent and I didn't even know what imposter syndrome was until... I think maybe a year ago. And so um, if you don't assume, even if you know this information, don't assume that everybody does know about it. So 
please talk about it. Please share this with your friends and, you know, validate everyone, validate each other, validate yourself. If you're going through this, um, that's really the only way that you can work through it. Um, I think I mentioned this in this episode. I hope I did, (laughs) but, um, Imposter syndrome is not something that you can just like take a pill for and be cured. Um, The way to move through it and move past it is to talk about it, is to acknowledge that you're going through it, acknowledge that that's your experience and um, to share that with your friends and your family and to say, hey, you know, this is what I'm going through. This is what I'm, you know, experiencing right now. And I have done that quite a bit over the last few weeks. And I'm so grateful that I did. A friend of mine, Justin, we went out to lunch Um, the other day and he looked at me and he was like, yeah, Brenna, we all experience it, you know, and and he's someone that I do look up to. I really respect how um, he sees the world and he expresses himself. And so the fact that he looked me in the eye and said, Brenna, like I also experienced this, even me knowing, even doing all of this research, sharing this with him and him looking at me saying, yes, we all go through this. It was very helpful. And, you know, I know my wife's going to be like, um, hello, I said this too. I tell you this too. Yes, babe, I know you do. <laughs> You're just my wife and you have to tell me those things. So don't just tell the person that is the closest to you. Well, yes, that's helpful and they can help you pull out of it. And she has been, you know, my wife has been very supportive and, you know, she hasn't been beating me down and saying, Brenna, why aren't you posting? She hasn't mentioned it at all. I've kind of pulled it out of her and had a conversation like, you know, how do you feel? Um, you know, my wife just wants me to succeed. I want to succeed, but you know, she, a supportive partner just wants you to see yourself how they see you. And so that's also something that has been helpful for me with this imposter syndrome thing is remembering that, you know, my wife is amazing. My wife is very intelligent, very smart. I, I view her with such high esteem and respect and she wouldn't be, so patient, so kind, so gentle, or she wouldn't even be with me if I weren't at least a part of what I see in her. I hope that makes sense. But like, you know, relationships don't work beautifully if you're not on the same level. And our relationship is beautiful. So I I sometimes find myself looking at her and recognizing how amazing she is so that I can acknowledge my awesomeness too. Does that make any sense? (laughs) I hope it does. Um, But so let's go ahead and get started with the five types um, of imposter syndrome and how it can present. So the first one we're going to go over is perfectionist or perfectionism. So this is someone that is never satisfied with her performance. Um, I always think of uh, art and creativity whenever I hear perfectionist. Um, I, for me, whenever I'm being creative, um, and painting, like I, even if I'm drawing a heart, I sometimes draw and redraw lines and it has to be perfect. So, um, if there's a, sometimes perfectionist, if there's any flaw, the entire thing is invalidated and their credibility goes with it. And so I think that's probably why I think about art and creativity. I just imagine someone, you know, after they've spent multiple hours on drawing a heart, throwing away the paper and starting over or giving up completely. Um, but perfectionist types can also have problems with control or micromanaging. Um, and so especially whenever I hear the problems with control or micromanaging, I think back to the days of when I was working in the restaurant industry and working with kitchen managers. And um, I remember that I think almost every single kitchen manager I had um, was a micromanager. And, you know, 
it had to, the plating had to be perfect, the heat, the temperature, the, all of that had to be perfect. So, um, that's the perfectionist tendency. And I think honestly, out of all of them, most people are going to resonate with that one. I'm going to go ahead and take a sip of water here. The next one we're going to talk about is the superhero. So this is someone that believes they are not qualified enough. So they put way more time and effort that someone else would with the same qualifications and the same position they're in. Um, so they basically think that they are never enough. And so then they find, they constantly have to put energy and time and effort into it. This is usually the person who, you know, stays late or works off the clock or, you know, is constantly learning and preparing and over-preparing themselves. And um, I definitely relate to that. I definitely find myself doing that even with this podcast. You know, like I think that's what I was doing and, and disliking about myself in the process was over-preparing with the outlines um, I've actually been finding that's what's been helping me too is I'm listening to more podcasts. I was not, not actually a podcast person, not because I didn't like them, but just I, I hadn't been exposed to them very much. Um, I actually don't really like the whole murder mystery side. Um, the reason being is because my brain hyperfixates and I will then see everything as a murder or a mystery. So listening to those podcasts is not great for me <laughs> because that's just where my mind goes. Um, so honestly, I hadn't found very many podcasts that I was interested in or didn't even know how to find them. Um, but the more I'm listening to, the more I'm like, oh wait, the audio quality isn't phenomenal on theirs and they have, you know, a whole team behind them. And so that's been really helping me work through my imposter syndrome too. And just realizing that we're all human and that we are all experiencing some kind of doubt or, you know, perfectionist tendency. So the next one, um, the next style is the expert. So this one is someone who, you know, has skill or they're highly skilled, um, but they believe that they don't have enough knowledge. And so they're constantly trying to educate themselves. So um, like, for example, even though they have a master's degree or a PhD, uh, they are constantly going back to school and educating and learning more and more and more. Um, definitely, this is something that I relate to for sure. I currently on my bedside table, I have multiple reference books on herbs and medicine, um, like, you know, holistic medicine. And this is something that I have spent lots and lots of time researching and I want to go to school for, and I feel like I can't know enough about it. So that's definitely something that I relate to as well. The next type is the natural genius. So uh, this is someone, if they don't achieve their goal the first time, they are crushed and believe that they're not meant to do it. Um, this is one that I think I have experienced pretty much since I was a child. Um, and I think that this can come from, you know, our childhood learning, you know, like when we're around a lot of adults and people who are encouraging, you know, like when you're learning how to walk, oh, great job, yep, you're doing it properly. Or if you're learning how to do math or you're learning your numbers or your colors or anything, you know, we're constantly being encouraged, we're constantly be giving, being given external validation. And so I think sometimes when we get older and that external validation goes away, 
um, it's not because we're not doing it right, but it's because as adults, we assume the child understands, you know, that they're doing it properly. So we don't need to validate them anymore. So I think the natural genius type can come from a lot of external validation. Now, let me be clear. I don't want parents to just stop validating their kids. Like I do think that we should validate. And I think that children have to have that in order for them to understand what is proper, you know, what is good and bad or, you know, what it is that is a a good behavior. Right. Um, But I do think that the natural genius tendency can stem from, um, you know, and being encouraged a lot as a as a child and your through your development. Um, so the, the last one we're going to talk about is the soloist. So this is someone who prefers to work alone and they don't feel that they could or they should ask for help reaching the standards It's because they have such high standards for everyone else, including themselves. So their expectation and their reality often don't match up with their work and they constantly are just doing work that feels insufficient. So, um, this is probably the one that I identify with the least. Um, I do believe that people around me, um, I don't want to say that they're more skilled than me, but I don't usually have a hard time acknowledging people's greatness. I have a hard time acknowledging my greatness. So the soloist isn't necessarily something that I deal with a lot personally. Sometimes I do, um, but I definitely do understand it. Um, so those are the five types, um, of imposter syndrome, and there are two main ways that people respond to it. So usually um, they are going to over-prepare because they don't feel qualified, so you know they'll try to make up for doing too much work, or they'll procrastinate um, because you know it's causing you anxiety, you don't know how to deal with it, you don't want to deal with it, so then you know if you have anxiety and you do know how to self-soothe, you'll then do the self-soothing things, but then because you're self-soothing, you're not working on the thing you should be working on, which causes you more anxiety. So then it's basically the self-propelling, you know, self-fulfilling prophecy that's just constantly, you know, moving. And so I mentioned this before we even got into the five different types. The thing to do whenever you're experiencing imposter syndrome is to share it. Um, I really do think that we do need to build more as a community. We need to talk more as a community. And, you know, TikTok is definitely one of those platforms that can be a rabbit hole and can promote depression (laughs) for people because it's a social media platform and you are not focusing on the present moment. You're focusing on alternative realities, other people's realities or, you know, influences. But I've also learned a lot and, and, and a lot of different principles have come up for me that I hadn't otherwise experienced or thought about. And one of those was someone was talking about the public school system and testing. And, you know, I don't remember her name. If I can find it, I'll link it down below. But she was talking about tests and why she doesn't... And, her point was that she doesn't understand why our public school system doesn't allow for asking group questions and why tests are only testing a single individual, you know, like because of how our public school system or even private school system is set up, it's all testing on a single individual. And, you know, that perpetuates testing anxiety that perpetuates perpetuates, you know, depression because if someone doesn't understand the system or the way that the school is teaching, because a lot of it is based on visual or auditory teaching and not a lot of kinesthetic learners are encouraged, um, 
it doesn't promote community thinking, you know? Like, for example, cancer is a community problem, but because of our school system, we are taught that we have to find the problem individually. And so why aren't we in schools teaching community? You know, why aren't we having these community discussions more and learning and encouraging and, and, and learning from each other? And honestly, I was thinking about this too, that I think racism and classism is, is happening because we are not speaking in schools. We are not encouraged to understand the other person's perspective. You know, we are encouraged that I must study on my own. I must learn. I must pass this test. I must be proficient in this and this and this, you know, we're not working as a community, as a classroom to solve these problems. And so, you know, it's, it's interesting to me how many um, things nowadays are solved by talking about it and sharing this information and destigmatizing, you know, mental health and imposter syndrome. And so I wanted to just throw that out there. I hadn't actually, you know, thought about bringing that up at all, but it just made sense. It just kind of clicked in my head when I was thinking about it, um, that we really should be normalizing our, our experiences. And I think people would feel less shame and less guilt if we talked about it more. And I don't feel any shame or guilt for having imposter syndrome. Um, I mean, it happens. Like we are all, pretty much all of us are going through this and, you know, it's not really something that I can help or I can control, but what I can help is my reaction to it and explaining to you all where I've been and what's been going on. And I'm proud of myself for posting this and continuing. Like I've had to stop this episode a couple times because the thing stopped recording and I'm not mad about it. I'm just going to keep going and, and doing my best. And um, I'm going to scale it back for myself and not worry about juggling as many things at one time. I would rather be really good at one thing instead of me mediocre at all of these things. And I'll get better. I know I'll be able to post the visual version for you to see me as well. But, you know, anyways, that was an entirely different tangent that I didn't plan, <laughs> plan on going on. So I actually just went back and was listening to the audio quality through the whole podcast and... Um, it's actually not bad. I hope it's, it's okay on your end. Um, but when I was listening to this segment, you know, I said that I didn't have any shame or guilt and that's true in this moment. Now that I'm looking back at this, you know, this past, I would say I've been experiencing the imposter syndrome now for like two weeks, maybe three weeks now in this moment right now, when I'm speaking about it, I do not have shame or guilt for, having imposter syndrome because I have been working through it and talking about it and speaking about it and doing a lot of research. And so I don't feel shame or guilt for that being my experience, but I 100% did have shame and guilt fairly majorly when I was in the moment. I had shame and guilt for not posting. I had shame and guilt for, you know, not living up to what I had set myself up for. I felt very guilty, you know, especially towards my wife because you know, she is the main one bringing it in, in income for our family. And, you know, how much did I accomplish on this time off? Not a lot, like literally, you know, in terms of posting, in terms of, you know, Etsy or anything like that, I have not accomplished anything really for the capitalist mindset. And so that was something that was really difficult for me to accept. But what I did accomplish is I did accomplish 
patience and gentleness and understanding. And I feel very happy with this podcast and what I have been able to relay to you all. Um, I'm very happy with the progress that I've made. I feel very happy with my authenticity. I feel like this is like the most, um, I have been sitting in myself with this podcast. You know, there have been glimpses and moments, but throughout this entire thing, listening back to it, I feel very happy with the progress that I've made. And so I just wanted to go ahead and clarify what I meant um, because I want you all to understand that, especially if you're in that imposter syndrome, like you're experiencing that actively, that you will likely have shame and guilt. I mean, at least I did. And so I wanted you to understand and to um, maybe to clarify that for you um, so that you knew that it was possible to experience shame and guilt and that, you know, that might be a very normal process for you in that cycle. And one other thing that I wanted to clarify was, you know, I, I said that I didn't necessarily agree with the 70% number, um, but I didn't say why I didn't agree. I don't agree because I feel like it's more than that. I think almost every single person has doubt. Every single person is insecure or isn't sure about themselves. And so that to me is imposter syndrome because it's not just a, a, a fleeting two second thought. It's, you know, is this the right decision? Should I have accepted that job? Should I have gone to school? Should I have gone to school for something different? Should I have called my mom today? You know, that kind of self-doubt. And so that's why, to me, I don't necessarily agree that it's 70%. I think it's almost every single person on this earth. Um, I do think there are exceptions. There's exceptions to every rule. Um, but I do think that pretty much every single person experiences this. And so I hope that this episode has been helpful for you to see that you're not alone and that even me, who might seem like I have my shit together, um, I don't necessarily. I am trying. Every single day I get up and I try. And um, I hope that this has been an encouragement for you to talk about it, to share this. And if you want to even share it with me, if you want to just comment down below, if I'm the only person you can share this with now, that's a start. So please be gentle with yourself. Please understand that we are all going through this together. And please, you know, build this community. Share this with it, with people. We all need to understand that um, really we are all a community and we are all a link and we are only as good is our quote-unquote, I don't like this term, our weakest player. And so if we're not building humanity, community, um, identifying with everyone, then we're not really moving in the right direction. So that was a totally different tangent that I did not expect on going down. But, but I think this is a good place for us to stop because my app just crashed again. So I think that's a great signal for us to go ahead and end this episode. Um, I was going to go ahead and, and talk about something else that I have been learning at the same time as this whole imposter syndrome. There is this um, psychologist that I have been um, very much interested in following and listening to her podcast now. And uh, I think she identifies as she. Um, but uh, if you want to go ahead and find her on Instagram, um, it is The Holistic Psychologist. And on YouTube, it is The Self Healers Soundboard. And she is an author and has, you know, a New York Times bestseller, I think, and a therapist. And a, I think I said she's a doctor. Um, and so she has a lot of great nuggets that I wanted to go ahead and talk about. And honestly, she contributed or I interpreted her success 
as contributing to my imposter syndrome. I don't know if that makes sense, but you know, a lot of what I have been finding myself wanting to talk about and understanding is what she talks about. She talks a lot about breath work. She talks about meditation, about grounding, about dissociation and about, you know, being inside of yourself. And, you know, that actually her knowledge and her expertise, the fact that she was sitting here sharing it, you know, I felt invalidated in that moment because I didn't have education. I didn't, I'm not a doctor. I don't even have a a bachelor's degree. I have an associate's, but I don't even have a bachelor's degree. And so, you know, I found myself questioning, like, why do you even have a podcast, Brenna? Like, you don't even have the credentials. Why would you even, you know, speak about it? You know, this psychologist has a New York Times bestseller, you know, is way more eloquent and way more beautiful, way more talented and, you know, has a lot more experience than you. Who are you to share this podcast? And that was a major contributor to my imposter syndrome for a a while until I had this realization and this aha moment that, you know, we all have our own stories. We all have our own perspectives and, and perceptions. And honestly, some of you may not resonate with listening to a psychologist. Some of you may not um, agree with therapy, traditional talk therapy, or even agree with degrees, you know, like agree with the system in which we are being taught. So I do think that I still have a place to share because, you know, it's actually impressive if I have something to share that is of the same vein that a doctor would share. You know what I mean? That I'm quote unquote coming up with this on my own without having that, that teaching. And so, um, you know, but for a while that imposter syndrome was spinning it to the negative, spinning it to the who, how dare you think that you're, un, you're good enough to post this information and to share this with people. Um, but that I, you know, like I said, I made that realization that maybe those of you want to hear it from a quote unquote everyday person with no degree and, um, I need to get out of my own way. So Anyways, um, thank you all so much for listening. I'm very much looking forward to the next episode where I'm going to be talking about some of the things that she has helped me with and some of the realizations I've been having. And until next time, bye-bye.